prospect news and analysis. This is Hockey Prospect Radio with Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. We're back for our 2024 World Junior Championship Prospect Review, our last segment. So let's talk about a couple of Norwegians and a German. Uh, first off is Michael Brandseg Nygaard. Thoughts on him through this tournament? It's interesting when you have upper end talent on a team that doesn't have as much depth of talent comparative to the other team. So they're relied on and they're keyed on and you're wondering how dynamic they're going to be and how much they can like stand out when they're being smothered like that. And I thought I give, I give him a lot of credit. I thought Branson Nygaard in showed flashes of what we thought he could do at this tournament. I mean, he was a point of game player on a team that was just got caved in on many occasions at this tournament. Not surprised, not being mean. It's just like depth of talent that they have to face. And I thought, you know, he showed enough dynamic uh, intelligence and hockey sense and moxie and puck skills to produce some points against some pretty tough competition. Yeah. Uh, you know, this player for me, I, I fall into the minority where I was, this term is very important for me to assess him because I have not liked his game at all in Elsvenskin, and he's been up and down for me in J20. So this this tournament for me was very, very critical, and I thought he passed the test. He, he did well. He did pretty well here. Uh, I mean, obviously, everyone listening that, that got to see the tournament, got to watch him, you see the skating base, phenomenal mechanics, everything you look for from a mechanical skating base is there. He's powerful. He's big. Uh, he's very impressive handling ability. He can shoot a puck. He can change the trajectory of his angle in a in blink of an eye. Uh, you saw how he, how he uh, operated on the power play. He's dangerous. He's a very dangerous player. The problem with him in league play so far, and I talked about it in the preview, I'll, talk, I'll bring it up again, is the way he operates within his playmaking windows, he can mistime a lot of his plays. He did a better job at this event overall than I've seen up to this point in league play. And I have a ton of viewings of this kid because he's bothering me a lot. So I had to, I had to really watch him to, to figure out what's going on with him. Uh, but there's, you know, the, the toolkit's tremendous. I love the aggressiveness of him. There, yeah. there is a mentality to him where he wants to take things over. It's super critical. I do believe there's an untapped uh, uh, driving potential tool that that's just not recognized with him in him yet. And, and that goes back to the hockey sense, the playmaking windows. He doesn't seem to evaluate sometimes just how long he can hold on to a puck in order for new plays to develop or materialize. And I think you saw a bit of that here. Some, sometimes little, little he rushed things. There was a little there was, rush. Sometimes a little rush. But, but you can definitely make, devil's advocate to my own statement, you definitely make the point that he wasn't playing with the whole time and he's definitely trying to stand out in the right way because he knows every scout is watching him for sure, right? Yeah. Um, so definitely a good for me if i was to evaluate say constantly as relative to him i give Brancic nygaard a b plus grade i'd give constantly a c grade i i thought i thought nygaard showed up and did very well and um forced me to move him up a bit uh constantly put me on again it's one tournament constantly has made me i have to go back and reevaluate what he's going to look like here for the rest of the season in the league and, and uh in his international performances but Brancic nygaard came as advertised the playmaking windows, when he operated within them correctly, that's when he looks like a real, real good player. It's just how much consistency uh, will there be when he goes back to the Elfenskin or when he's playing for more in J20. Let's talk about Stan Solberg. I thought he played a throwback style of game where he banged and crashed and was reliable defensively 
in a lot of circumstances where he played a ton of minutes, played 25 minutes and in a lot of back-to-back circumstances, like in context, by that fourth game, the kid was out of gas. He had played 25 minutes a game. He played his fourth game in five nights and I'm okay. And I can forgive mental errors when you play that many minutes in that many tough circumstances, we're going to, you got to face the top lines of every team. You're going to make mental errors because you're running out of gas and those you're, and that's decisions. So you're going to, your decisions are going to falter. But what I can't forgive is making good choices and having effort. And he never showed once he never backed down. He always battled. He showed lots of hustle, um, banged and crashed and forced guys to like pay the price. And, so and his and his personality never wavered and he had great body language. So for me, I kind of describe him as a foxhole player. He's the guy you want in a foxhole with you. You know, when things get tough, because you know the effort's always gonna be there. And he just got subjected to playing too many minutes and having too much on his shoulders. And by the time he got to that fourth game and to that fifth game, particularly the fourth game, he had started to run out of gas mentally because he would play too many minutes. And, you know, some he made some errors that I for, could forgive because I understand the context and the circumstance that he played in. And I went down and talked to him. One of the best interviews I've had in the last five years. Engaging, intelligent, funny, extremely self-aware. I said, I said to him, oh, so you kind of like mixing it up he goes yeah i like hitting people and i like banging bodies and i don't want anybody around my net and then you know they sometimes get a little you know whiny about it and they get in my face and i just tell them off and then i laugh at him and his english was perfect it was like he grew up in toronto um it was impressive um and very casual in his body language when talking to us so overall i thought him as a draft eligible player there's something there that you can appreciate i don't know about his offensive upside I'm still going to like have to evaluate that, but certainly he brings the other elements to the game. Yeah. It's your point. The offensive ceiling is the question mark. He's, he has shown in flashes more offense than you would think when he's in his Norwegian uh, pro league. He's, there are moments where you go, Oh, this, this could really translate uh, and become a two way defenseman at a given time. Right now he looks more like, I I remember saying this during the preview show. He looks a lot like Jet Wu meets Simeon Chistikov. Very physical. Very tenacious. As you mentioned, the foxhole element. He is a playoff. He is the type of player you absolutely want to bring to a playoff series. Um, The big thing for me in this tournament was just to see uh, how he would retrieve, just see his exit playmaking and his consistency rates. And for the most part, I thought he held really well. I I was pretty impressed with him. Um, But yeah, I wish there was a little more that he showed at the line, to your point. I wish he showed a little more offense. But uh, the base base was there and he displayed it. And I I put my neck out on the line because not many people know about him. And I I mentioned we have him pretty high. We have him in the top 32 of our list. I have him as one of my last A-rated players, which still up for debate. We'll see how that goes down the stretch. But um, there's a whole lot there. Just the throwback, the tenacity, the the hit rates. The and, and the one thing that uh, you mentioned previously, we should mention it again here is, despite being as tenacious as he is, he very rarely takes bad penalties. Almost yeah. never. Yeah. And that's super important because uh, that's you. He's you can't poise. you can't have it both ways. He's got a ton of poise to him. He's confident and uh, a very interesting prospect. Very interesting prospect. Well, let's finish off with Julian Lutz and uh, with him and the show. Thoughts on his tournament because he was another player that everything was on his shoulders offensively um, from that standpoint. And that it was, it was tough on him. 
Like he got two points in five games, but the opposition knew if we can smother him and take him away, um, the Germans don't have much of a of a chance in in games. But give them credit because that group came up and they played a couple tenacious games that surprised a lot of people. So I give the Germans a lot of credit. They were better than expected for sure. I, yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I, I expected Julian Lutz to to need he needed to have a Brian Signigard style of performance in order to to really give his ch- team a chance. And I, I'll be honest, I felt he I felt he looked uncomfortable. I don't know what was going on with me. He's looked pretty good in Green Bay. He's like, you know, he yeah. he's one of those prospects who absolutely needed to change his scenery. He he had no business being the DL. He was getting limited minutes, even though he's an excellent organization in, in Munich. Um, he comes over, he's starting to get 20 minutes a night in Green Bay. He's really starting to, go, uh, to get going. And I just felt like his best performances there were, weren't here. The, the, the best performances in Green Bay, those, those did not show up. Um, so a disappointing performance for him. Um, but as you mentioned, uh, it, it's one of those situations doesn't have a lot to work with and tried to do a little too much when, when he did have the puck, I think. So, you know, up and down, up and down. But that's Julian Lewis. Julian Lewis is a very difficult evaluation as a player. You know, and that's some of the things that we always have to keep mindful of is the environment they're playing in, who their line mates are, who the players are around them. You know, the other teams aren't dumb. They're going to target him. You know, how much can he push through and, you know, be a dynamic player. And sometimes you you can do it and sometimes you can't. And um, I try not to judge players too harshly on that because that's a difficult situation. I always like, okay, could I take this star player from U.S. or Sweden and put him in that situation and how would they do, right? Or how would Julian Lutz do if he's on the Swedish team, right? On a second line or on, you know, that third line of the American team or on the second line of the Canadian team what would happen then, right? You know, so, you know, I try to balance that the best we can, you know, best we can and try to put them in different situations and not hammer them too hardly, particularly when they're young in these situations. So, but it's been uh, another edition of Hockey Prospect Radio. Thank, thanks to all our listeners. I'm glad everyone enjoyed the World Junior Championships. Next year, we are in Ottawa. Should be a fun time. And so stay tuned for next week and we will see you at the rink. Every play. Every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential, but all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. 
through an integrated series of best business practices, and we designed solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at fractalhockey.com.